0: Welcome to the St. John's Hoxton podcast. We are a local church in East London, here to be a beacon of hope for Hoxton. And our mission is to worship God, make disciples, share Jesus, and transform Hoxton. Thank you, Daniel, for that Bible reading. That was fantastic. Good morning, everyone. And um, today I'm gonna be talking about one of the key attributes to our relationship with God. Obedience. Now, what does that word mean for you? What does that word say? How do you respond to it? For some, it is a reminder of oppression, a lack of power, something compulsory, obligatory. For me, it reminds me of my time at school, maybe, and my teachers telling me to do things I don't want to do, and that very distant relationship. So for me, obedience can sometimes feel more oppressive than relationship, relational. However, the kind of obedience I'm going to be talking about this morning and one that Jesus models and teaches so well is the obedience we have to a parent or a father, someone who loves us unconditionally. As we heard the reading shared by Daniel from the book of John, Jesus states in chapter 14, verse 21, "'Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my father.'" And I too will love them and show myself to them. To be in love is not an oppressive feeling, but a freeing one. Paul, writing to the church in Galatia, in Galatians 5, verse 1, says this It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery, by oppression. The origins of the word obedience derive from the Latin words of a day, which are probably mispronounced, but it means to listen to, to be attentive to someone when they are speaking. When a family member or partner, someone you love so deeply, unconditionally, says, come, I have something to tell you, you come to them, you make eye contact, you nod, you show you are listening. And you do what they say if they tell you to do something, not because of the power they have over you, but the respect you have for that relationship. Because you love them and they love you. So why is obedience so important in our relationship with God? I remember hearing a few years ago about love languages. They've made the rounds a few times in Christian circles and secular circles. but what they are, there are ways of identifying how best we feel loved. I think there's five, just to name a couple. there's words of affirmation, acts of service, physical touch. So for instance, if I was to say to Graham, your Christmas jumper was amazing today, I loved it. If that was his love language of words of affirmation, he'd feel quite loved. So what begs the question is, what is God's love language? The reading started today, and what Jesus says is this, if you love me, keep my commands. It seems clear to me from this that obedience is God's love language Listening to him, doing what he says, being a part of what he has planned for us, I 'm very aware of the season we are in of nativity in the fourth week of Advent, celebrating Mary It's an account of coming out of um, nativity. is an account of coming out of love, for all humanity, Jesus coming down, descending onto earth for us to save us from our sin. I want to dive into the beginning of the story, of Nativity, like I said, looking at Mary from Luke. 1 verses 26 to 38. I'll be diving in and out of it but it begins with God's messenger Gabriel saying to Mary, greetings you who are highly favoured, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Like Mary I'd be properly freaked out. An angel appearing out of nowhere saying, hey, you, you are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. It's not something that usually happens in the Bible. It happens a few times. But it's something that would make Mary, and if I was there, feel very um, out of control, out of my comfort zone, for sure. But interestingly, right after the angel appeared and said hello, the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found... Favor with God. These are the same words Jesus said to us at the end of the reading in verse 27 that Daniel read. He says, Do not your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. This is said just after Jesus preaching how important obedience is to him and his Father. And this is said here right before Mary's obedience. God often, in times we feel afraid of what he asks from us, Says, "Don't worry, I'm with you." When God invites us to take that step of obedience of faith, we often think that we often think that means we have to do it on our own. But in fact, the opposite is true. Looking at the Great Commission, what the mission of the church to continue, earth, to continue Jesus' earthly mission to go and make disciples of all nations. The second part of the commission is really key for me. It says, And behold, I am always with you to the end of the edge. Not sometimes, not when I've had a really good day, not when I've prayed loads, not when I've done my read the verse of the day on my Bible app, but always with you. Another example example of this is Peter when he walks on water towards Jesus. One that is painfully relatable sometimes. When you take a step of faith, you walk to Jesus. But what's really interesting to me is Jesus' reaction when Peter starts to sink because of his lack of faith. I'll read it it here in Matthew 14 verse 31. It says, immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. He said, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? The word immediately here and how Jesus was trying to save Peter as he started to drown, really jumped out to me. As we take a step of faith, and sometimes we doubt, we're not perfect, we're human, but God's ready, waiting to stop us from drowning, because we're not on our own in the seas, out of our depth. He is with us. Now, coming back to Mary and this story, the angel Gabriel continues to say God's plan for her. He says in verse 31, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants ever. His kingdom will never end. Like anyone hearing God's plan for their lives, Mary says, how? How is this to happen? God, do you not know there are limitations? That's a weird sentence, a weird question. How can we say to God, there are limitations? He is the creator of the universe. There are low limitations, limitations for God. However, it's painful, painfully relatable to Mary. We often say when God's asked us to do something that seems impossible or may even sound crazy, how, how can I do this? I'm only, I'm only Will, I'm only whoever's watching. But with God, all things are possible. But I will say this, obedience is not easy, even if if it is from people we love. Just ask my mum. She'll say I'm disobedient every time she asks me to do something, and I love her very much. But it's through God's grace that I'm able to be obedient to God and to the people I love. And so often the reason why we talk ourselves out of being obedient into being disobedient is because it seems impossible and we sometimes can doubt God's ability and what he's saying. I'm just going to bring up a few Bible stories which I really feel highlight the obedience that people of God show. Let's look at the story of Noah. God says to Noah, Hey Noah, I know you live in a desert, right? Okay. I want you to build a boat and I want you to... Fill the boat of two of every animal. Um, But don't worry about it. Your family will be safe when the time comes. And it's in Genesis, Noah's Noah's response to this, or it's written, Noah did just as God commanded. That is great obedience. And thankfully, for his obedience, his relationship with God, God really blessed him and his family and the earth. Another example of this is Abraham, one of the figureheads of the Old Testament, someone who is great in faith and is said to be a great friend of God. God said to him, you will be a father of nations, your descendants will be as countless as the stars. And when God came through on his promise, though it seemed crazy because um, Abraham and Sarah were so old, God came through, what he did was good. God said to him, do you know that son you have, the son you love so much, you've waited so long for, now I want you to kill him for me, I want you to sacrifice him. God can sound crazy, however God is not crazy, he is good, he is always good and comes from a place of love. When Abraham went to go sacrifice Isaac, some may know the story, Isaac was his son, God stopped him and sacrificed an animal instead, representing how God was going to have to sacrifice his most beloved son, Jesus, on the cross for our sins. What he does is always good. Now, coming back to Mary once again. Mary was probably relating to a lot of how these people in the Bible felt. How, how can I do these things? God's asked. It seemed impossible. What can I do? I'm, I'm not pregnant, you know. I'm not with Joseph yet. How can I give birth to the Son of God? Like many of us, she's probably feeling a lot of social anxiety. At the moment, we're feeling anxiety towards COVID and being separated from our loved ones and the health of our loved ones and our health. For Mary to be pregnant outside of wedlock was also very dangerous for her. She could have been stoned for adultery and all these things. And while all these things were coming into her mind of fear, the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be unable to conceive in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. Now, a couple of things I want to look at just in that section is that when Mary was going through all these things in her head and asking how is this to be done, God, God's messenger, God replied by saying, The Holy Spirit will overshadow you, meaning you're completely covered by the Holy Spirit. Like we said, what? As we've looked at, the Holy Spirit will be with us in our obedience. God will be with us. And the second part is that so often, when God calls us to be obedient, He may highlight times where He's come through for others and has made the impossible possible. In Egypt, He did this a few times. When Moses led His people, well, led God's people out of Egypt from slavery in the desert, God would constantly remind. Him His people, what he has done for them, and what he can do for them. What I'm always flabbergasted by—what a great word—is Mary's response to all of this, everything, how Gabriel's yeah response to everything God has told her was going to happen. She says, right here, verse 38: "I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me." be fulfilled. That is the kind of obedience Graham talked about and I want so badly to listen to God and be obedient just in that moment. Yes, Mary was troubled as it says. I'm sure when God calls us to do things it can be quite scary and challenging. However, God is with us and he makes all things possible and he is with Mary and as we know Jesus was born and saved us all from our sins for those who believe and have faith. Some of you may be thinking, I would love nothing more to have this relationship with Christ, to be obedient to him, to listen to him. I want to show that I love him, but I don't know what he wants for me. I don't know what he wants me to say or do, so how can I be obedient? One verse that always helps me when I'm thinking about this is from Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 to 8, which is very helpfully labelled, Ask, Seek, Knock. The verse goes, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. If everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to one who knocks, the door will be opened. Jesus invites us to ask. Simply ask God, what what do you want from me? How can I serve you? How can I be obedient? How can I show that I love you? The best way is to listen to him, whether that's through prayer and God speaking to you or going into scripture. The Bible is such a wealth of God's words and I still believe 2,000 years on that the word as written down is living and God can continue to speak to you today as he's spoken to me while doing the research for this talk Jesus will reveal fresh revelation to you and when we ask and seek and knock he will open that door into that relationship with him giving you all the gifts you need for what he has planned for you for you to be obedient with him not on your own I thought I'd share a bit about my experience I want to say I'm still very much growing in obedience I'm not always the most obedient child of God, that I'm trying my best. Um, When I was like 14, 15, in a small island of Jersey, where I grew up, I felt God calling me into um, leading his people. And I thought instantly, that's not me. I can't do that. I can't lead anyone. I'm 14 years old. What am I meant to do? Um, But I I was obedient in the sense that I'll do it, God, if you're with me. If you go before me. And a few years went by, I did my school. I got to the last year of um, school. So like year 13, all my friends were going off to uni. or deciding 20 universities to go to. And I was very, really wanted to listen to God and be obedient. So I said, God, where do you want me to go? And he led me to Watford while I was at um, a gap year there, working at a great church there. And listening to him, seeking him in his word has led me to hear um, being a step in the for a wonderful church, St. John's Hoxton. And it seems like John and Rachel are being obedient as well, heading to Black One, following, following where God leads them, using the gifts he has given them to really show the kingdom. I why want pray for all of you now as I, I come to an end of this. Lord, thank you that you want to listen to us. Thank you, Lord, that you want to have relationship with us. Lord, I pray that we listen to you as you listen to us, and we ask you what you want us to do. Lord, I thank you for Mary and her obedience, Lord, and I thank you for all the characters and people we looked at today and showing how their obedience, can do you can do great things through them. Lord, I pray for each and every one of us today watching this, that we may listen to you, whether it's in the supermarket or in the car park, Lord, that we're able to listen to you. and. Proclaim your name forever. Amen. Thanks for listening to the St. John's Hoxton podcast. New talks will be uploaded every week from all of our services. And do check out our website, stjohnshoxton.org.uk, for more information.